Oh shit. Sorry, I just took my collar off and it whipped the keyboard and then made a little Windows noise. But it didn't fuck with the recording. So we're okay. Delightful. We're okay. We're, we're on track. <sighs> just in time to derail the whole fucking show. That sounds fine to me. I mean... I mean, why break the habit of a lifetime? We've established a structure by now. Yeah, and that structure is no. Uh, Have I played Liberation Maiden? I feel like I'm not the one to answer this question. Well... The um, site I was working for at the time it came out, I wasn't the one who reviewed it. Sometimes that's how I know whether or not I've played a game, is did I review it? Uh, the <laughs> question uh, on this one is no. Uh, I didn't actually know Grasshopper Manufacture made that one. That's a bit of a shame, because that's a 3DS game, and it was on the store, and that was one of the ones I didn't download. Well, I mean, I could always just steal it. Uh, I'd have to. You literally have no choice. For king and country, I have to pirate Liberation Maiden, a Final Fantasy story. It's not. <laughs> it was published by Level 5. They had a, a, a whole bunch of little digital 3DS games. The Guildo 1 compilation, which had, that included Aeroporter. Liberation Maiden, Crimson Shroud, which I did download, and Weapon Shop Mass, which I also did download. Um, I have not played them because I did what someone with ADHD does. I downloaded a shitload of digital 3DS exclusives before the eShop closed, and then I didn't play them. I, I've done the same thing many times. There are physical games that I own that I have not taken out of their shrink wrap. I haven't played them. Mm. I think one of the more egregious ones, this is on my Steam library, which is, like, that's almost designed for games to be bought and not played. But when it was new, when it was a new game, I downloaded Batman Arkham City. Oh, that was uh, one of the good Arkham games. Yeah, weren't there, like, two good Arkham games? Uh, yes, there were exactly two good Arkham games. Because uh, I loved... Uh, Arkham Asylum. Best one. Arkham Asylum is exactly the game that six-year-old Batman-obsessed me wanted. Mm -hmm. It was basically perfect for, for what it yeah. was, except for the terrible boss fights. But Yeah, I mean, everything was moving to open world, so Arkham City was Arkham City, and I understand that. I understand that. But the tighter environment of the first Arkham game. Uh, the titular Asylum was better. You said tit. I did. And I said la, which yeah. So anyway, Arkham Asylum. That was good. That was good. It also had the best Arkham Scarecrow. Because look, I like what's-his-face. The, the guy who ate the tomato in Lord of the Rings. Right? John Noble, that's his name. I'm amazed I remembered that. John Noble. He ate a tomato in Lord of the Rings. And it was very wet. And it was very sloppy. And he went at it like it was a tamusi. And he, he, he chowed down on that tamusi, Elsa, while Pippin watched yeah. and masturbated. Tamusi sure is a fucking word that you just said with your mouth. I mean it's how I eat them. Because the way I eat a tomato, right, is I'm going to bite into it a bit to penetrate it, right? And then I'm going to slurp at it, right, to get all the juice and the, and the seed, the fertile seed out of it, right? And then I'm going to get my tongue in there just to get every last juicy drop of it. Like that, to mussy. That is also how I... um go down on uh, those who are vaginally blessed. Good to know. Yeah, I suck all the seeds out. I'm, I'm going to use that information. 
As well you should. I mean, in much the same way that I use the oeuvre of, of one Angela White. Oh, Angela White, the, the um, adult entertainment performer. Yes. Yeah, just in case anyone, any regular Trash Girl Diaries listener uh, is unfamiliar with Angela White. She has huge boobs. Huge boobs. They're large. They're significant. They're, they put mine to shame, and I don't often get to say that. Yeah, like... Yours are substantial. They're large. They're absurd. Hers are Leviathan-esque. I have seen them destroy ships. I've seen them rise out of the waters and crush schooners. <laughs> utterly scuttle them. I love Angela White's schooner scuttlers. It's funny you mention schooners, because I've been watching One Piece lately. Right. Which primarily takes place on oceans and in boats. Mm-hmm. It's a pirate thing, isn't it? It is a pirate thing. It's about a stretchy guy. He can stretch like Dalsim from Street Fighter. Okay. And he wants to be the best pirate. Well, he's better get Liberation Maiden downloaded. Fucking A. Right? Fucking A. But sorry, yes, uh, One Piece. He wants to be the best like no one ever was. Yeah, and he... he Apparently there is an item called the One Piece, <laughs> which, if found and acquired, means that you are the best at pirates. And that is the premise of the show. Wish someone would swashbuckle my One Piece. Give me a time and a place. Uh, the clock tower where that boy was shot. 2pm, Thursday. Perfect. Brilliant. Such a great, um, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, consequently, was an excellent board game. Atmosphere? Atmosphere, or is it uh, known in the States, I believe, Nightmare, uh, <laughs> was a board game that... Had a VHS tape attached. This was the 90s. That's amazing. VHS board games were a bit of a thing. And a nightmare slash atmosphere. Spelt Atmos F-E-A-R. Oh, spooky shit. Terrifying. Basically, there was a Star Trek one as well that had a Klingon in it. But I didn't have the original atmosphere. I had one of the sequels, Atmosphere the Harbingers, which came with a glow-in-the-dark t-shirt, which I wore until it rotted. Not continue. I didn't like wear it for years, and it eventually sloughed off, covered in sweat and cum stains. Uh, <laughs> it just fell apart. Uh, but it glows in the dark, and I love glow-in-the-dark stuff. I'm an absolute sucker for it. But that's besides the point. The point being, Atmosphere was a really good idea. So it's a board game, right? you Run mm-hmm. around collecting things, running back home like fucking glorified Ludo or something. But the VHS is running for an hour. You've got an hour to play this game, oh, and shit. intermittently, the I, I he was called the Harbinger or something. In uh, I think I th- no, I think the the gatekeeper, the gatekeeper. That's the name of the host. This decrepit, vile old man uh, would appear regularly while you played it's not sigourney weaver it is not sigourney weaver if sigourney weaver did a a board game i mean i'll i'll try and call her i don't know a number i'll just like randomly put numbers into my phone and there's a there's a non-zero chance that sigourney weaver will pick up and then i'll be like sigourney i've got an old 1998 camcorder can you get to yorkshire Bring your jacket. It's cold. And I'm pretty sure she'll be like, Yeah, sounds great. I'm a huge fan of the Jimquisition. I'm in! What else is she going to do? Right? I'm pretty sure she's sitting around waiting for, you know, the call to be in the next Avatar. Exactly. Can't find me jacket with a cardigan too. Yes, Sigourn. Do you mind if I call you Sigourn? Never call me Sigourn. Sigourney... Jeremiah Weaver. You say the full fucking name. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sigourney Jeremiah Weaver. Uh, but do you want to be in a, a remake of Atmosphere or not? 
and I'm pretty sure she'll say yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, you'd play this game for an hour while this VHS tape ran. Every now and then, the uh, gatekeeper would arrive. To stop! Stop playing, you little shits! Whose turn is it now, you, you little dick? Stand up! You lose a turn! Up yours, cunt! <laughs> Wasn't as spicy as that, but that was sort of the premise, was this, this gatekeeper would interrupt and, you know, impart various uh, blessings and curses upon the players and, and do various challenges to upset the, the sort of uh, current dynamic of play. A really sort of fun idea. Um, it was a fun idea. I feel yeah, like once... if they made it now, like, he definitely, I mean, for starters, it probably would be Security Weaver, but, like, he definitely would curse a whole bunch, because that's what they do. That's what they do now, like, when they take something that was for children in the 1990s, right, they add naughty, dirty words and tits. Filthy fucking words. And then they sell it again to those same kids who were kids in the 90s and are now mm. decaying and want to to remember what it was to have hope. Yeah. Quite literally rotting from within. Yeah, pretty much. Um, like once you hit 2530... Oh, you're done. I can feel it. I can feel that my body has already started to die. Mm-hmm. It does not get better. It does not get better. Well, it depends. I've had bad knees uh, since I was 17. My word. It's terrible. It gets worse at certain points. Sometimes they just burn. Usually if I just, like, bend them a bit wrong, uh, my right one especially will just hurt like fuck. I, I'm debuting a pump handle slam soon uh, as, as Commander Sterling. And there's a fucking reason I don't go down with the move. There's a fucking reason I'm staying stood the fuck up and I'm just dropping them. Because I'm looking at a move set that will not see me land on my knees. But anyway, I mean, giving me trouble. Fee spent less than a minute fucking around with the knee. And it feels so much better. Oh. I think Fee might have powers. They might have healing powers. They might be some sort of white mage or something. Either that or they just know a lot about kneecaps and their hinges. Apparently, your kneecap is held on and moves up and down on a little groove that is like less than a millimeter deep. <laughs> it just slides on it. It's so flimsy. It's such flimsy design. Yeah. Apparently, they've been looking at the way I walk. Um, and they could tell by the way I use my walk, I've got buggered knees. No time to talk. Well, all the time in the world to talk about my chronic pain, like an old lady at the post office. Oh! <laughs> my fucking, my dodgy hip. Um, actually, my hips are all right for now. <laughs> you fucking ain't right, they are. Jesus. Oh, yeah, the childbirthers are in tip-top condition. For now. Considering how I'm shaped, they might just degrade like a bulldog's over time. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, like, the way my kneecaps move, because these knees, the fee knees, are similar, uh, where you just need to sort of pop them a little bit. Huh. It, it's no, ter no permanent fix. And my knees still suck, but they've been a little easier going. It's been a little bit better. So that's something. If you've got like chronically bad knees, listeners, you might need to uh, just shunt your kneecap a little bit. Uh, the idea squicked me out, but um, can't deny the results. Uh, so that's good, anyway. That is good. Yeah, there was a Gildo Two published by Level Five, hmm. which had uh, Attack of the Friday Monsters, which is another one I downloaded. I've heard amazing things about that. Didn't fucking play it. Bugs versus Tanks. Didn't play that. Starship Damry, a weird survival horror game on the 3DS uh, that was uh, got 58 on Metacritic, but I saw a lot of people say, oh, you should get it. Haven't played it. So I can't talk about any of the games I've actually mentioned on this video game podcast. Well, but, yes, you can. I mean, because like I've only I've only played two games from Grasshopper Manufacture. Both of them were directed yeah. by Suda51. 
indeed. And this is by listener. We see there's always a point. There's always a track. We may fall off it, Elsa and I, but we always find our way back to it. We're and professionals. We are we professional bullshit artists. And and we emphasize the word artist just a little less than we emphasize the word bullshit. <laughs> but we we are artists and we know what we're doing and yeah, we're talking a little bit nominally about grasshopper manufacture and the directorial works of Suda Fifty One because I've had them on my mind lately. So yes, you have played did you say two games? Yes. I've played a few more. And I have I have very positive things to say about one of them and mildly <laughs> positive things to say about the other. Yeah, Suda Fifty One and and Grasshopper in overall kinda genius fucking spotty on the quality front yeah and and a great example of that actually is uh when you look on paper at a game like shadows of the damned yes like wouldn't you expect it to be like it's like a fucking dream team project it's like akira yamaoka who did the music from silent hill and Shinji Mikami, I think, was involved. You are right, yes, Sin- Shinji Mikami. So uh, it's Shinji Mikami who directed Resident Evil, you know, most of the yeah. Resident Evils. And, you know, Suda, who did the other game that I have played of his, which is No More Heroes, which I love, 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 love No More Heroes. It's the only game that I played on the Wii where the motion controls didn't make the experience worse. God, it's a shame about Super Mario Galaxy. But anyway, so it had like a gameplay system inspired by Resident Evil's 4 and 5. It had that usual weirdness associated with Suda51, because that dude's, that dude is weird. And his work is weird. Yeah. It just kind of didn't come together for me. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. I love Shadows of the Damned. In fact, the Wikipedia page has a quote from me on it. Really? Uh, You know what? I'm going to put that to the test. I don't know if I'd quite write like this these days, but um, apparently I said, because I can't remember anything I've ever said or done, but I said, this crack-brained horror romp takes camp to a new extreme and wants you, the player, to have nothing but fun the entire time. That's what I thought about it. That's definitely a a destructoid <laughs> review quote. Yeah, yeah. I want to replay it. I don't know if it's available digitally anywhere, but I remember really liking it. It's a pseudo game, which means there are bits of it that are just fucking laborious. But for the shameless Evil Dead references that it had, the pretty from what i remember solid shooting gameplay the weird things like the weird little lamp what was the weird thing it was an angler fish an angler fish yeah a little lamp fish that would go on the floor with this sort of cute little music and of course at times he would go my big boner like that when he'd shoot with his giant bone gun yep taste my big boner taste my big boner like because <laughs> it's like a skull which is made out of bones, and a boner, Elsa, I don't know if you know this, is also a penis. What? Right? He was talking about his gigantic penis. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That wow. Was Shadows wow. Zonkers. Now, Shadows of the Damned, of course, was the second collaboration between Suda51 and Mikami. Their first collaboration was also the first Grasshopper game I ever played. And the reason I've got Grasshopper on the mind is because I'm currently replaying it, the Steam re-release, playing it on the Steam Deck, where it runs really nicely, uh, except for uh, the occasional um, issue with, with some dialogue, incidental dialogue sounds disappearing. But it's all been the little ghosty characters that all speak like <laughs> like that. It's not like you're missing meaningful voice acting. But Killer Seven is the first Grasshopper game I ever played, and I hated it. 
Ooh. for about 25 to 30 minutes, and then it became one of my favourite games of all time. Ooh. I can't quite remember when the Switch was. 2017, I think. Yeah, I do believe, I, I believe that that was when it was, and... Honestly, I'm I'm furious that Killer Seven isn't on the Switch. I was among the many, many, several couple of people who never gave up thinking Killer Seven was going to come to the Wii. Which the way that game is set up would have been perfect for the Wii. It's literally about precision aiming from a stationary position. Control-wise, Killer Seven was like built for the Wii, and it never came out for it. You know what that reminds me of, actually, is uh, Resident Evil The Umbrella Chronicles, I think it's called? Yeah, I've never played that. I have. It's a laugh. It's like a rail shooter, right? Yeah, and isn't yeah. isn't Killer7 kind of cut from a similar cloth? Sort of. Sort of. It is on rails, um, but it's not necess- It's not quite a rail shooter per se. So you hold down a button, and your character, uh, one of the... Brestula Killer 7 <laughs> They'll run along a predetermined track And then there are branching points On that track to go into different rooms You can turn around anytime you want To go back and forth And that's how it's sort of That's how you get around It is a set path That you traverse by holding a button And uh, you flick the left stick In the direction of the various branch options that will pop up on screen it's all very stylized it's all very grasshopper and it actually feels really good if you know where the branch is coming up and where it's going and you sort of have the stick already in that direction so it just automatically selects and goes there's something very satisfying about it mm, if at any that. point you hear some something along the lines of <laughs> like that that's that is a baddie the heaven smile who are the weird giggling enemies Upon which I'm pretty sure the Regenerators were based in Resident Evil 4. They Ooh. look incredibly similar. Uh, and the Regenerator also has this weird sort of giggly sound at times. And you fight them the same way. The Heaven Smiles, there are different variants as the game goes on. But in general, they're these shambling, weird coloured creatures with almost skeletal faces. But huge wide mouths with sharp teeth. And they're invisible for some reason. <laughs> And you fight them by holding down the trigger button, which will put you into first-person mode. Then you press another button to scan to make any Heaven Smiles on screen visible. And then you aim your gun at, ideally, a little glowing yellow thing that is in their bodies. Similar to the Regenerator's little Las Plagas things inside them. Heaven Smiles have these little weak points. They could be in their neck or in any of their limbs. Ooh. And you can just, like, shoot them several times to just kill them. But if you shoot them in their uh, weak point, they automatically die in a big shower of cackling blood. Ooh. And if you kill them that way, you get thick blood, which you can use to level up the characters. If you kill them the other way, you get thin blood, which is used uh, primarily for healing. But it's an interesting little thing. Thick blood. Yeah, you got the thick blood, thin blood. There's a, a lot of blood. One of the characters slits her wrist to solve puzzles. Lovely. This is a grasshopper game. <laughs> yeah, you've got seven characters, and they're all the um, personalities of one character. They've got a, a fancy name for it that I don't think ever comes up in the game, but comes up in the book. The book companion to the game that was released in Japan, and not only contradicts information in the game, but contradicts information in itself. <laughs> because this story is batshit. <laughs> so yeah, you've got Dan Smith who fights with a revolver and and it's sort of just a general combat. Then Coyote Smith who is a thief and can jump up high places or open padlocks. Mask de Smith who has two grenade launchers and is a luchador wrestler because Suda Fifty One directed this game there's gonna be wrestling references he has that to say he loves his he loves his references to wrestling oh yeah and yeah there is an entire like wrestler character in this the way he solves puzzles is if there is a something blocking the way he will pick up whatever that is and german suplex it which is pretty good that's that's beautiful that's maybe yeah. the best thing i've ever heard 
Then you've got Kevin Smith. They've all got Smith as a surname. You've got Kevin Smith, who is um, very sensitive about critics of his films. And the one in the game uh, can turn invisible and fight by flinging knives. Then there's, I think his name's Con Smith. He's like a, a teenager who moves really, really fast. And then there's, I think it's pronounced Kaede? Kaede. Kaede Smith, who, um, she has a scoped magnum so can fight at long range, but it's like dog shit any closer. And yeah, she's the one who can, she can absorb blood off the wall to f- see messages like puzzle clues underneath it. Or if there's a, a certain barrier blocking the way, uh, she can just cut a wrist open and bleed all over it. And apparently that unblocks it because, yes. Because video games. Uh, because video games. So yeah, it is incredibly stylized, and as an introduction to uh, the work of Grasshopper, it's... I mean, honestly, like, I've played several Grasshopper games since, and not one of them has come close to being as brilliant as Killer7. Because that gameplay is weird and takes getting used to, but once you do, there is an elegance to it. An elegance that is sometimes rendered inelegant by the way certain boss fights work and stuff like that, but in general general like level exploration and combat there is a a weird elegance to it well let me let me let me just dial back real quick to something you said earlier sure i've been running my mouth what do you mean you didn't like tusk what the the kevin smith oh. film <laughs> tusk it took me a moment i've not actually watched tusk um if I were to recommend any kevin smith movie to you it would be that everything i've like seen and heard of it suggests it's a film I'd find very interesting. It's basically a trauma horror movie, but Kevin Smith done it. So there's lots of cursing and sex. Oh, I love cursing and sex. Sometimes I have sex and and while I'm doing it, I go, oh, fucking hell. Like that. Yeah, I, I just exclaim the word cunt during sex. Nice. That's me. I just go, cunt! Sometimes I'm like, do you like that? Flipping girl dick, you dickhead. <laughs> Twat. Asshole. Right? And then I'll just I'll just be getting railed while I'm just flipping them the bird. That's how you do it. Just flip them the bird and then say, don't stop. I'm, I'm, no, this is sexy what I'm doing. Now put it back in. <laughs> this is sexy what you're doing. <laughs> it is. It's very erotic. Oh, erotic energy courses through my uh, shapely form. I can unironically agree with that. Here's a fun thing that perhaps is worth discussing. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, Sony released a State of Play presentation all about the upcoming Devil May Clive, which is an action game about a man named Clive. Excellent. Is it a spin-off from Gunman Clive? The old iOS side-scrolling shooter that also found its way to uh, 3DS and I believe Nintendo Switch. No, no, it's a spinoff no. of Wild Arms. Oh. <laughs> Just for the listener's benefit, I guess. I'm talking about Final Fantasy 16, which got a uh, big old presentation with a lot of gameplay and discussions of the elements of the game's structure. God, the timely accessories are still fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, uh... Just putting accessibility options as equipable accessories that you can't even equip all of them. And then you can't equip any of the actual fun accessories. They might as well have not done it at all. That would have been less insulting if they'd have just said, if you need accessibility options, fuck off! I'd have found that less insulting. This is very Square Enix reinventing the wheel for no reason kind of design to me. Having said that, uh, they are actually taking a fairly conventional approach to the game's structure. Like, there's a world map, right? And you pick your destination on it, and then you go to it. Oh. There's also, um, apparently a hub area where a lot of the the more sort of mundane stuff, like weapon upgrades and shit like that, happens. So it's got that sort of hub-and-spoke thing going on where things branch out from a cave that Clive apparently is just going to live in now and goes to the various parts of the realm of Valisthea. Having said that, the game does look like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I didn't see the state of play because I 
just have that level of contempt for video game events and news happenings products software because i'd rather just sit and eat a biscuit i happen to think that the best tweet ever twat came from you and you said all people who play video games anyone who has ever played a video game smells of poo and wee they do though Oh my god, have you ever smelled the poo and wee? I have on smelled. someone who has heard of a video game. I have smelled the poo and the wee, and depending on the video game, a bit of sick as well. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Uh, Devil May Cry fans are notorious for spewing a bit of vom down themselves. All uh, the time. Actually, you know what's funny is, in, um, in my favourite Devil May Cry game, DMC Devil May Cry, like, near the beginning of the game, like, somebody's banging on the door of the trailer that new Dante lives in, and he answers the door and he's nude. Yeah, I liked that. I liked that as well. I found new Dante very attractive. Yeah, yeah. actually, I'm right there with very you. Attractive. I would... Uh, mm, mm, as can... far as blokes go, um, he ticks a few of my boxes. He can tick my boxes. Oh... Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? For some reason, when I replay that scene in my mind's eye, he always answers the door and then immediately bends forward and throws up. <laughs> I I don't know why. It's just that's the way it should go in my heart. And so when I think about it, like the, the door opens, he's got like the sun in his eyes, and then he's just like... <laughs> Just all on the the steps of the trailer in front of that girl. Well, I've been arguing for close to two decades now that um, Devil May Cry would have been better as a series if its predominant feature was every now and then Dante would throw up a little. Not a lot. Not like a huge rainbow yawn. But just every now and then just sort of like looks to the side and just goes... (laughs) Like that. Just, Just... so here's my question here's my question yeah would you say that uh that virgil would throw up as well no no i think he every now and then and it'd have to be less frequent than dante looking to the side a bit and going um every now and then it's just made very obvious via animation that he's cummed his drawers and he's trying to make it look like he hasn't combed his drawers. That sounds about right. Virgil has that kind of energy. Yeah, like he'll be like like slashing away at some demons, and then just stop at a moment just to go, uh, 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 and then just goes back to the combat. Does he? Does he? he I, I bet if it happens enough in one level, he makes one of those Ahagio faces, and he just goes. Yeah. Bleh. I'm motivated. I think that would have been like a good reward for the for the player is if at the end of Devil May Cry, Virgil finally like just knocks one out. Like rather than like constantly edging himself and and engaging cum denial and not being very good at it. So he's just constantly like coming in his drawers. If at the end he was touched like a Virgil for the very first time, <laughs> then I think uh, the player would find that incredibly satisfying, as would Virgil. <laughs> Huge mighty spray instead of like leaking uh, little wet waking dreams in the middle of a fight. Just a geyser of, of semen, Stephanie. Yeah. I I think between Dante throwing up and Virgil coming himself, Devil Spray Cry would have been a much more successful franchise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Final Fantasy 16, which I, I realise three episodes into this podcast, we are at risk of becoming a Final Fantasy fan cast. Like, I was actually going to resolve to not actually talk about Final Fantasy in, in the, this, the third episode of the Trash Girl Diaries. Oh. 
Right. But then yesterday, the state of play happened. The state of fucking the state of it. The fucking state of it. And it ruined my plans because I can't not talk about Clive. Y'all did a bit on Podquisition two and a half years ago. Laura, I think, said, like, I'm just imagining him just sat doing a crossword. Oh, hello. Hello, it's me, Clive. <laughs> and so since then, for the past two and a half years, that has been Clive in my mind. A, a cryptic crossword slash fly fishing enthusiast from one of the more boring cities in England. Hull. I don't know why my mind immediately jumped to Scunthorpe. Oh, that's... No, yeah. Clive is a very Scunthorpe name. Hello, Clive. I'm from Scunthorpe. Who wants to play Travel Scrabble? (laughs) And the thing is, like, especially, like, with Clive as seen in Final Fantasy 16, he's, like, really... He's actually pretty hot. Like, I'm not gonna lie. He's pretty hot. I don't know if he's as hot as new Dante. Anyway... Anyway. Yeah, but like that's that's been Clive in my mind ever since. And, you know, with the combat being as fast paced and um, and actually quite violent as it is. I'm just thinking of him saying something like, you know, all I wanted to do was have a sit and a spot of oolong, do the crossword. Do the crossword, have a tuna sandwich. I think I think his favorite his favorite thing, if he's been good. If he's been good all week, he probably enjoys a chip butty. A chip sandwich oh. with, but like with no brown sauce or anything. Just, n- just not even any plain salt. chips. Not any salt, just chips on untoasted white bread. <laughs> no butter on that either. No. It is the driest, driest meal imaginable. I do want chips though now. Fuck, so do At the I. time of recording, I think the chip shop will be open. Mm. Oh, I could get a sausage. Oh, else I could eat a sausage. Fuck, I can't get a sausage. Or can I? I don't know. There's a lot of uh, people waiting for gender clinic lists in this fucking country wondering the same thing. <laughs> that was a satire about how trans healthcare in this country is fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, you have my sympathies on that, by the way. It, not that it's better in America. Well, it's, it's depending qu- on where you are. It's quicker in America if you have insurance. That's what it all comes down to, doesn't it? And, you know, I am lucky. I am fortunate in that I can get a year's worth of estradiol valorate to put into a syringe and once a week, I stick that in my thigh like fucking Bloodborne. <laughs> Please tell me you, like, wear a tricorn hat especially for it every time. Yeah, of course I do. Damn right. I, I, I have a tricorn hat. I have a black bandana that I tie over my nose and mouth. And then I uh, I just jab it in there. Like, no prep, nothing. Just... Uh. Also obligatory, since I'm the one who does the voices, um, I should do one from Bloodborne. Mm. Oh, a hunter, are you? And an outsider. What a mess you've been caught up in. And tonight of all nights. What's wrong? A hunter unnerved by a few beasts. No matter. Without fear in our hearts, we're no different from the beasts themselves. God, I love Eileen the Crow. Now do Freebird. Um, fuck. <laughs> That's how Freebird goes. That's all I know. And then it goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then it goes, oh, like, yeah, because I remember, I actually have a very specific memory of that very long guitar solo from Freebird. Yeah. Playing while I was playing Mass Effect. And there's a, part in Mass Effect, the first Mass Effect, where there's a thrilling car chase. Having that play while Freebird is playing, like, almost alleviated the frustration that's just intrinsic to playing Mass Effect. I'm trying to remember which game used Freebird in a trailer. 
I'm pretty sure it was a game that that didn't deserve the level of grandiosity it had in its trailer. I think it was some game that, like, I want to say it was some game maybe set in Vietnam that had zombies in it. That sounds either really right or really wrong. Hang on. There was a really cool trailer that used that guitar solo. Freebird video game trailer. Apparently it was Warzone. The launch trailer from Call of Duty Warzone 2 plays Freebird. No, it was older than that. Um, huh. This is like back, well, when I was sort of sort of mid, mid detoid days. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, the point is, is that Killer Seven's very good. You know, uh, if if I recently got a new laptop, and if my laptop can yeah. run it, I will I will absolutely add it to my wish list on Steam, which is not a long list. It's pretty much just I want to say Fallout New Vegas. Boyfriend Dungeon and Darkest Dungeon 2. Mm-hmm. I literally got a new laptop so that I could play Darkest Dungeon 2. But, you know, Darkest Dungeon's great. But I will absolutely give Killer7 a shot if there's any way I can. Was it originally a PS2 game? Uh, it was originally a GameCube game. Oh. It was one of those games around that sort of time, 2005, like Resident Evil 4, where Capcom was like, here are these big, GameCube exclusive games. And then a few months later, we're like, ha ha, coming out on PS2 as well, you dumb fuckers. Resident Evil 4, Beautiful Joe. Uh, yeah. It was a really good time for Capcom games. I could fucking go for some Beautiful Joe and all. Mmm. Fucking hard game, that. It's funny, um, like 2005, 2006 was around when I started getting into Street Fighter. Right. Like really into competitive Street Fighter, uh, Third Strike. So, yeah, like, I was I was all up on Capcom's D at that point. Because this is, like, in the tail end of arcades in America. And I had, like, there was an arcade near my home. So I gave Capcom quite a bit of money. It's just it was in increments of 25 cents. Lots of Third Strike, lots of Marvel versus Capcom. Killer 7. Killer 7. Sounds fucking great, though. I would love to. Really hell of a game. Hell of a game. Between that and, like, I actually really want to finish No More Heroes, um, and I would prefer to do it on a Wii if I could get one. Yeah. Yeah, I've got it. I think I bought No More Heroes. Because I, I got a Wii, like, super cheap in an auction, along with the other weird shit I've acquired. And I think I went to CEX and grabbed a bunch of Wii games. I think the first No More Heroes was among them. It's on Switch as well, isn't it? It is, but here's the thing. In No More Heroes on the Wii... Shortly before every boss fight, you get a phone call from, I think her name is Sylvia, and you actually have to put the Wii remote up to your ear and she talks to you through that. Yes, I remember that. I love that so much that the game would be ruined for me without it. <laughs> and I don't no. I don't think you can do that on the, jo- uh, on the Switch with the Joy-Cons. You could do it on the PS4 or 5. Because they had speakers on the controller, which, as a gimmick, it's not like holding the remote. I agree with you there, because that really does feel like holding like a cell phone. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I forgot about that, because I never played much No More Heroes. I had the original on the Wii back in the day. I played a fair bit of it, but never finished it. I would like to, because I'm replaying Killer7, even though they're like Grasshopper's games have been very hit and miss. I do want to play some of the ones I didn't touch and replay some of the ones I did. Um, I've got a copy of um, Flower, Sun and Rain for the DS uh, in the mail coming my way. I want to try that. I tell you, I would not replay Killer is Dead, though. That, I think, is when Sudo got high off the smell of his own farts. Killer is Dead is like if you took a a Sudo-directed game and fucking tried to parody it and weren't funny doing it. In my mind, right, if you took Suda51 and made him shit, the end result would be sweary. <laughs> like, and I have... I mean, there's... I have an immense amount of contempt for sweary. I've I've said before... Well, he... I really just... I, I can't abide his weird sexual fixation on... Trans women being introduced to psychological and or bodily harm. 
that's like his whole thing in like three of his games, if I'm not mistaken. I recognize that it's sort of an emotional reaction um, for me to have, very visceral. But like, I do feel like there's a lot of that very quirky, very atypical sort of nature that goes into Suda51 and sweary games, with the big difference being that Suda51 appears to have played a video game before. He does know how they work. And Swery, from what I'm given to understand, because I have not played Deadly Premonition, like, it is a sum-of-its-parts type of deal, where, like, it's a bunch of weird, kind of crap, disparate elements that, that, that come together to form something better, but only when taken in its entirety. That's just what I've heard about Deadly Premonition, and I, I can't confirm it because I haven't played it and I don't super want to. Yeah, I mean, obviously, my history with Swery's games is well known. I am credited as one of the big reasons Deadly Premonition, the first one, got the traction it got and the recognition it got. Yeah, there was some questionable shit in there. But then, of course, he did um, the game that I've suddenly forgotten the name of, The Missing, yeah, uh, which got a lot of praise for its uh, sort of trans rep. And then Swery seemed to think that made him an expert, even though he had a consultant for that. And then with Deadly Premonition 2, just got obscenely offensive. Um, And not just about trans stuff, several other things as well. And it's just a shame. And, you know, then he bothered Laura on Twitter a whole bunch. And and just, it's sad. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Killer is Dead is very pseudo-really sweariest, I think. A Far Cry from Lollipop Chainsaw, which is... um, I like that game. Probably their best work. Like, Suda's best work as a director on a game. Actually, did he? Because Suda's involved in a lot of these games, but they're all different developers listed. But this is the Grasshopper page. Yeah, yeah, they did uh, uh, that. They did Lollipop Chainsaw. That's probably their most video game video game. It's the most straightforward. It makes sense. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, that. And I interviewed James Gunn about that because um, both James Gunn and Jimmy Urin liked my review. Hmm. Although, you know, it's not much of a brag anymore, Jimmy Urin. Oh, yeah. James Gunn's still a bit of a brag, but but not Jimmy, which is a shame because I did like uh, quite a few mindless self-indulgence songs, but then it turned out he was a dickhead. So I really like Lollipop Chainsaw. I've got some old Lollipop Chainsaw stuff. Um, Because this is back in my sort of when I was a game reviewer of of one who was, let's say, acknowledged by the game industry (laughs) rather than safely ignored. Um, They used to send all sorts of weird press kits and stuff out. I had a USB drive. It actually got broken in the move to the UK, but I had a USB drive and on top was like a little tiny snow globe attachment that was the head. Um, Yeah, Juliet's boyfriend's head that is hanging on a belt in the game and it's just floating around in this little globe. I think I've got the disparate elements of it so I could put them together maybe. But yeah, I've got like, I think I've still got the original lollipops that were in that press kit. Oh my God. Along with a big folder. Uh, Somewhere I might still have the foam glove for the uh, Sam Ramiro Knights team, the the high school team. Just a whole bunch of, of random lollipop chainsaw tat. Uh, none of it's super like extravagant or, or cool, but like just weird little bits. That's another one I'd like to replay. I do believe they're remaking or remastering it at the moment. That seems to be the the buzz. You know, thinking of uh, press kits, didn't Nintendo send you a bottle of water once? Uh, sounds like something they do. Yeah, there's a video of it, like where. Oh yeah, yes, they did. Yeah, I've been I've been sent various liquids over the years. Yeah, I bet. Uh, THQ, what? Yeah, THQ once sent me whiskey for Saints Row. Amazing. Yeah, I had a weird little glass uh, bottle with some red shit in it for the first Dragon Age. Can't tell you what the fuck it was though. Did not open it. It sounds like it could be like a um, like a representation of the phylacteries that are used as like a as ask fee. Yeah, Fee will know. Fee will tell. Like I, I, I know it too. But like, just talk, talk to Fee about Dragon Age because, as far as I know, they still like that series. They are the, uh, they're the expert 
we've actually gone quite a while. Yes, we have. So I think we we do well to wrap it up, if that's okay with you. That is perfectly fine with me. I think yeah. that there's been quite a bit. We covered a lot of ground, uh, all of it partially, but entertainingly, I like to think. Uh, I mean, like in a video game where all you need to do is go to, like, a bit on the map, and the entire thing gets filled in for you. Exactly. And it's like that with this, except for Elden Ring, where you have to, like, actually physically find the maps, which I actually thought was a really nice touch. I think that the big takeaway from this is, if you were to watch a Kevin Smith movie, I recommend Tusk over any of the other ones because it's about a man who gets turned into a horrific man walrus and uh, Michael Parks is very very good at it I mean that is one of my kinks mine too I'm well known for my man walrus fetish use a lot of close-ups a lot of close-ups you will get you will get yeah your cummies worth oh daddy Sounds fantastic. Um, well, Elsa, thank you once again for for today's loving entry in the Trash Girl Diaries. Another chapter concluded, I think, quite sufficiently. Um, would you like to tell the listeners where they can catch you and, and, and what you're up to? Well, I pretty much just do this, but if you want to see me do pretty typical Tumblr things, I, I am on Tumblr at six gun breaker s-i-x hyphen gun hyphen breaker but yeah other than that i don't know if you can find me on archive of our own the fan fiction writing website you are welcome to read the bit that i wrote about squall from final fantasy 8 and lightning from final fantasy 13 just doing doing some banging next to some rocks just just pounding it. Just pounding it. Sounds fantastic. That's me sorted. That is then a wrap. I'm... Uh, thank you all so much, folks, for listening to us run our fucking mouths. <laughs> I'm going to go wash my face and take a shit. <laughs> Maybe have a ham sandwich. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. Oh, make sure it's at the same time. Um, it's the only way to go. I might get that sausage. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get a sausage. I want a sausage. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. We'll see you for another chapter of the Trash Girl Diaries next time. Bye. Ta-ta!